Welcome to African Media with me, Daniel Finnan. This week we'll be focusing on Egypt. The head of a journalist union and two board members have just been given suspended two-year jail sentences and fined. Yahya Kalash, president of the Egyptian journalist syndicate Gamal Abdel Rahim and Khalid El Bolshi, had been charged with harboring fugitives. The charges stem from a police raid on the journalist syndicate building in May. Two other journalists had taken refuge there. They were wanted over protests against the transfer of two Red Sea islands to Saudi Arabia. President Abdel Fattah El Sisi has said the charges against members of the journalist syndicate were not related to freedom of speech. However, press freedom advocates, such as the Committee to Protect Journalists, have said that the journalist syndicate are being punished for working to protect journalists from harassment, threats, and arrests. We spoke to an expert on the Egyptian media to find out more. Welcome to Fatima El Eshawi, a research fellow from the London School of Economics. Egyptian President Sisi has said that the jail sentence for Yahya Kalash is not about freedom of expression, but a criminal conviction. Do you believe him? Well, Daniel, this is what General Sisi uh, and his regime usually pretend when they arrest or intimidate journalists. As you know, Egypt is facing an unprecedented crackdown on civil liberties, including media staff and journalists since the military coup. The arrest or the sentence of two years of prison against Mr. Kallas, the head of a journalist syndicate in Egypt, is another episode of what we was witnessing since the military coup, arrest of journalists, intimidation, storming of uh, media offices, confiscation uh, of media material, trial of journalists before military courts, imprisonment in solitary uh, prisons. All forms of intimidation used by the regime to make sure that national media is sending a one unique voice message, uh, one narrative, unified narrative about what's going on in Egypt. Does the targeting of the journalists' union, does this mark a change in the Egyptian government's approach to press freedom? Now, you've already mentioned the number of journalists who've been arrested, who've been detained. But does this targeting of the Egyptian journalist syndicate mark a particular change? It's definitely a higher level in this crackdown against media freedom. Uh, The whole story, as you know, started with the fact that two journalists took refuge in the uh, syndicate premises in Cairo. They tried to hide from the police who were after them, accused of dissemination of false information, which is now used quite often by the regime to deter journalists from doing their work. The police stormed the offices, the premises of the syndicate, which is in itself unprecedented in the history of limitation on freedoms and on the press in Egypt, arresting the journalists from inside the premises of the syndicate. And the accusation against the head of the syndicate is in line of a kind of an act of retaliation against 
his support of the causes of journalists and the fact that he declared that the syndicate will not allow the police to take the two journalists from inside the syndicate of journalists, which historically played a prominent role in defending civil liberties in Egypt. Is CC going even further in this crackdown that you've described on the media than Mubarak? Well, definitely. As uh, as I said before, this is unprecedented in the history of Egyptian media, but it's part of a wider crackdown on civil liberties, civil society groups, lawyers, human rights groups. Definitely the crackdown on journalists is stronger than on other groups, but it's unprecedented. What we used to see under Mubarak is form of cooptation, intimidation, but we had a much higher margin of maneuver for expressing dissent in media. Since the military coup, most of the media are singing the song of the military regime with only very few media and very few journalists who are trying to send a critical message about what's going on now in Egypt, and they have to face retaliation. Some of them, by the way, are forbidden from travel. Some of them uh, have seen assets in banks frozen. So it's really a a very fierce attack on on journalists. Thank you very much to Fatima El-Isawi, a research fellow from the London School of Economics, on the line there from the UK. A number of journalists have been detained since Sisi came to power. There are also those who are still behind bars since before Sisi was elected. One such case is Mahmoud Abu Zaid, commonly known as Shor Khan. He's been in prison without charge since the Rabah protests in 2013, when Egyptian security forces cleared a demonstration in Cairo. At least 800 people were killed, according to rights groups. Since then, Shor Khan has languished in jail. For many, his case has become representative of the way the Egyptian government treats journalists. We spoke to one of the lawyers who's representing Shor Khan in having his case recognised by the UN. Welcome to Toby Cadman, an international lawyer on the line from Geneva. How long has Shor Khan actually been detained in Egypt? I believe it's now three years and 100 days. What did he actually do? He's a photojournalist, a well-regarded photojournalist, who was photographing the events at uh, Rabah, and he was subsequently arrested with a number of other individuals, and he has now been in custody for more than three years. He still hasn't been formally charged, and he's been held, as the UN has now ruled, arbitrarily and in breach of international law. He hasn't actually appeared in court. He hasn't actually been charged with anything. So tell us about this case. What's the status of it? What have you been working on? Well, he has been brought before a judge. On the last occasion, he was actually allowed to address the judge for the first time. My role has been working in highlighting his situation with the United Nations. The UN in Geneva has a number of special rapporteurs and working groups that deal with particular instances of human rights violations. We filed a communication earlier this year with the UN working group on arbitrary detention. Egypt declined to respond, and the UN working group recently, within the last couple of weeks, issued a ruling upholding our complaint, saying that he should be released, he should be offered compensation 
The matter has also been referred now to the Special Rapporteur on Torture because of his deteriorating health situation and the refusal to provide him with adequate medical care or to release him from custody constitutes inhuman degrading treatment and may, may constitute torture. What's his condition? How is he? Have you been able to see him? Have we heard from him? How's his health? How's his mental well-being? Well, he's been detained in appalling conditions for three years. He has contracted hepatitis B and requires medical care. He has lost a very dangerous amount of weight and his health is precarious. Obviously, being detained in such circumstances has weighed heavily on his mental condition and being in a continual state of uncertainty, being put in effectively a mass trial under terrorism charges for effectively just doing his job. As a photojournalist, one can only imagine what he has suffered and what he continues to go through. Um, I haven't been able to go into Egypt to represent him. He has lawyers in Egypt to deal with that. My role has been to act on his behalf internationally, to work alongside with a number of others that are campaigning for his release. Surely there must be something else going on behind the scenes here. If he took pictures during the Rabah protests, he's been charged with terrorism. What did he do? What did he do that's so dangerous for the Egyptian state? Absolutely nothing. Um, Unfortunately, he is one of many that have been targeted by the Sisi military regime. It is well documented that numerous, uh, if not hundreds of journalists have been arbitrarily arrested for effectively documenting what the state has been involved in, which is mass human rights violations on a horrific scale. Thank you very much to lawyer Toby Cadman on the line there from Geneva. According to the Committee to Protect Journalists, Egypt was the world's second worst jailer of journalists last year. The CPJ says Sisi continues to use the pretext of national security to clamp down on dissent. For this week's African Media, I'm Daniel Finnan. Thanks for listening.